So today I um I'm pretty hungover. I went out last night knowing I had to record an episode today. Um you win some, you lose some, and today I'm losing some. But that's just how today's going to roll. And it's cold and I have to sit by my window uh for filming purposes. And my window is not insulated very well, so I'm freezing over here, praying that my um, th- my heat turns on soon. I have it set to like 69 or 70 or something, which is what I usually have it. I think just sitting next to the window is just what is really doing it for me. Um, I have, you know... I have a couple of points that I feel like I need to get off of my chest. Um, you're you and you're gonna have to excuse this first. I don't know, five ten minutes. I'm gonna have to like, you know, really get into uh, get into the groove of things. I woke up not that long ago. Um, and no, I haven't brushed my teeth. Have I chugged a shit ton of water? Yeah. Um, and, okay. I'll continue. I have to stay on track. Uh, I did wash my dishes, clean my kitchen, because I, I walked into my kitchen because I needed to get more water because I had chugged it all. This, it was, this was, like, literally 30 minutes ago. I walk into my kitchen, and it's a fucking wreck. I'm like, why? Like, wh- what is all of what are what's all this like these black crumbs on my on my counter and i'm like you know touching it and i'm like if this is like somehow dried up rat poop i'm gonna kill myself that i'm like touching it and feeling it and i'm racking my brain i'm like i all i remember like coming home from the bar what i remember eating was some leftovers from my dinner yesterday and i was eating some of those i ate actually ate a lot of it and I I was like what the fuck is this I was like I didn't you know the what I ate didn't have black crumbs in it I'm racking my brain and I remember sitting or standing like by my counter eating an entire bag of pistachios like I just finished a whole bag they had like the, the, they were still in their nuts in their shells and I just, like, remember not being able to get them open, so I would just put the whole thing in my mouth, crack it, spit it out, and then, like, just take the, the nut out. And But I remember still very much so having the shell in my mouth and swallowing. So that's going to be a little concerning coming out later. Um, hopefully my body can digest pistachio shells. If not, we're going to be in trouble. Uh, but I was just, I would like came home and I was listening, I was watching a TMG podcast. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's uh, Tiny Me Gang. It's Cody Co. and Noel Miller's podcast. And I'm like watching it, just like eating a bag of pistachios after I had just eaten my dinner leftovers 
like five pieces of American cheese and now I'm sitting there like eating a a bag of pistachios. Whenever I come home from the bar, let me tell you, anything is up for grabs. Not meat, but I have been very, I've been like pretty blacked out and and been craving some meat. (laughs) I hated that sentence. (laughs) I don't know why. My face is so itchy right now. Does that, is that like a side effect of being hungover? Or I don't know how that works. But what I wanted to say earlier, I uh, I had a dream. <laughs> I had a dream last night. And I have some pretty wicked dreams after, you know, a night of drinking. And I, from what I remember, and you're going to have to bear with me here. From what I remember... I was like in it was it was like my college town or you know my dreams version of my college town and I'm running through it with my best friend Elena and there's this big woman you know I'm I'm like a small I'm I'm small I'm like the size of a child and there's this bigger woman that I I don't know her you know it was just a random character in my dream chasing us and she's like like (laughs) she's like a like she's like punching Elena and I'm like holy shit like and Elena's stronger than me and but like I'm I'm just like holy shit like I'm I'm fucked because if if Elena's getting the shit beat out of her I'm dead I'm dead on the spot so I'm running Elena somehow like you know fucking gets away and I'm stuck I'm like trying to calm this woman down I'm like hey you know just like let's just not fight can we just you know not do that can we please just like talk it out and just like walk she's like no (laughs) and I'm like oh my god so she's chasing me and I'm running for the hills and she's like I'm trying to hit her I'm (laughs) I remember like we were in a standoff and I had picked up like a wooden chair and I was like trying to hit her (laughs) with it but I would stop right before I got to her face and I was like no I can't hit you I don't know why I was being so nice to this woman who was trying to beat me up but I was just like you know let's just talk it out meanwhile she's fucking like about to wring my neck and KO me and I'm like meh you know, I had I had resources. I had a wooden chair I could have, you know, bashed on her head. But for one, apparently, I don't know why that wooden chair was just so heavy in my dream. And I also just, you know, couldn't hit her in the face. I'm thinking maybe my brain just doesn't know what it would be like to hit someone because I've never hit someone before. And so it just like, I would get so close to her face and then I just, it just like wouldn't hit her because I just don't know what that would be like, I guess. Anywho, so... We, um, and this woman has, is she like changed a couple of different times throughout the dream, but it was like one of the scenes she was like my size, but then as soon as we were running again, she got like to her bigger size. Okay. And which it's just, it's so fucking weird how my brain works, but I'm like, 
we're sitting down and I have this just like tiny tiny slip dress and I um there's this like dad and kid nearby on their on their porch and the kid is like facing us and they're just like sitting on their porch at a table and apparently this like little slip dress was like oh you know if you run in front of this little kid in this tiny little slip dress like you're fucked up kind of like you know it was basically like I was naked in my dream and so we just like sat there and waited for this kid to go back in and I'm in my head I'm like holy fuck like this is my chance because she's not gonna run because I think I don't like she didn't want to get caught running with a naked woman apparently which fair enough I hope you guys are still staying with me here but this is I'm just like racking through my brain how what I like the bits and pieces I remember and I was like in my head thinking okay she's not gonna run this could be my chance I just will basically be streaking in in the streets of my college town but it's like nighttime right now and I'm like this is probably my best chance so I'm gonna take a run for it so I'm sprinting I'm running I'm running through like like Tom Cruise style through all of these houses and I'm like jumping up and now it's daylight because now I'm there's like people outside on their porches it's like I don't guys it's like a Minecraft world in my dreams right now because it's like one second it's dark and then immediately it's just like light so that's what's happening right now and I'm like flying through everyone's porches and I'm like beep bopping around I'm like excuse me excuse me excuse me I mean, I, I was just, like, running for the hills. Like, I was scared of this woman because I knew she was going to beat my ass. Probably kill me. And she wanted to capture me. So, I finally run to the house that apparently my family was at. I'm crying. I'm telling them everything that happened. And somehow, I end up back at this this woman's house. And she has me again. She gets me captured. And she I'm like scared for my life I think I had left my purse there and I think that was my reasoning um and I'm like fuck I'm back here again why did I why did I come back here so the mom and the dad it was like a whole mystery thing dude it's like there are just so many tiny bits and pieces of this dream that just like made sense whenever I was you know dreaming it but trying to explain all of the little details is just like fucking impossible I remember then I got a new character in my dream um of (laughs) like I'm just it was this girl that I used to go to high or middle school with that I haven't talked to since middle school whenever she moved away and it's just like it really makes me wonder how my brain like just makes these little movies that I get to watch every night you know I just I don't know I've also been um drinking instant coffee like a fucking marines uh on active duty in Iraq so it's delicious I don't care I love it it begins with a b and it tastes like chocolate and I have um, like a sweet cream creamer and it tastes like marshmallows and it's fucking delicious and it's coffee 
and it was like they're just like in these little packets and like six of the packets was just like a little over a dollar i was like yeah i'm gonna take you up on that so i uh last night <clears throat> at our little like pregame we were just kind of like hanging out at my friend's house and um we're all kind of well i'm graduated but a lot of my friends you know are still they're in their last semester of college and but there was this one other girl there who had graduated and we're kind of just talking about like what's going on um and like what we're doing job wise job hunting and this and the one girl who's graduated was she doesn't have a job right now but she starts in like about a month I think and I'm like oh that's awesome and I'm like well you know that you know I wish I were in that I'd rather not be working but have a job lined up no <clears throat> I mean I kind of do but not really and then like my friends who are still in college are like I need to start applying to jobs right now I you know I, I need to have a job like right out of college like I need to find a job meanwhile they still have January, February, March, April, like four months to do that. And look at me. I mean, I don't have a job, but I'm alive. And I'd still say I'm successful because I still, you know, I'm st it's not like I don't want a job. I would love to have a job. I would love to be making money right now. How fun would that be to be making money doing a job that I just spent four years learning how to do? How cool would that be? wouldn't that be just fucking awesome but no I'm just sitting here um talking to my phone into a microphone uh for about 50 minutes once a week and watering my plants cleaning my house and cooking a lot more I've uh I've been really uh and here's the thing I used to not be a lover of cooking I used to uh, just let my old roommate cook for me. She liked doing it, but it's just like she would just cook whatever. And I'd be like, okay, yeah. Like we would all buy groceries together and I would just eat whatever she made. But if she was making something with meat that night, I would just eat. I would just make myself something random. And so I've, I have very little to do not having like classes and you can only apply to so many jobs you know you can only I mean I I've I've applied to so many and it's just kind of like a waiting game which is the most tedious part and it's really frustrating um but it is what it is I'm just trying to like not put too much pressure on myself while still maintaining like a you know hey like I'm not going to put too much pressure on myself, but, you know, also don't put no pressure on yourself because you want to get a job. And if I'm just like, oh, you know, fuck you, like, I'm just going to sit here like, no, I, I would like to get a job. But there's only so much I'm in control of in this um, stage of my life right now. It's I actually have very little control. I mean, the only thing I can really control is like... Um, applying to jobs and then after that it's like it's that my fate is in other random people's hands that read my subpar resume and my please hire me cover letter 
Yeah. Um, other exciting news. Um, I got a book stamp. I wanted to tell you guys about that. Um, I'm really, really excited about it. I've been reading a lot more uh, because, once again, I don't have too much to do during the day. Um, and I got a bunch of new books for Christmas and I was thinking like, I, I want to stamp all of the books that I finish reading. So like I have books that I've read, um, and I, I want to stamp like the inside cover of them, especially like if I let people borrow them, it'll just like, you know, not that like my friends would steal my books, but it's just nice to have like that. Hey, this is the this is belongs to my library and it says um from the library of and then lily fry underneath it it's like in the shape of a circle and then in the circle is like a yin and yang um situation but they're cats so it's like the cats are intertwined and it's like a black and white cat um so i'm really excited about that um i think it also will encourage me to finish books because what my issue is is that i um, will read like half a book, even if it's a good book. Okay. Um, and if I get out of the habit of reading that book for like three days, three to five days, I'm like, good luck. Good luck to me forever finishing that book for the rest of my life. I don't know what it is. It's the same way for TV shows. Like the TV show will be good, but if I don't, you know, like, watch it for a couple of days, like, I'm never finishing it. It could be a good series and I can like it. Like, it has to be very, you know, not too many episodes. The episodes can't be too long. Like, the last show that wasn't New Girl that I finished was, I think, Game... No. Well, I did finish Game of Thrones, but the most recent one was Wednesday. Um, which by the way, I honestly really liked it. Some of the acting was pretty cringe, but like Wednesday's best friend, whatever the fuck her name was, you know, really didn't do it for me. But I think that was just like supposed to be her character, like super bubbly, obnoxious and whatnot. But they're bringing it back for a second season, which is exciting. Um like most of the world I'm obsessed with Jenna Ortega right now um I think she's the cutest little thing in the world while also being hot so good for her achieving what most of us want to achieve success and um beauty <laughs> so must be nice but yeah I uh I got the, that book stamp and I'm currently reading The Secret History I mentioned it in my last episode and I'm you know I'm not half I think I'm I'm close to halfway through it but let me tell you it's good it's a good book like but I haven't read it in a couple of days and the last thing I want to do is not finish it so, and it's like Lily just pick up the book it's like I know I know I know all I need to do is just pick up the book and read it but for some fucking reason that is just not what I've done. Same with like working out. I could easily just do a, l a quick little workout in my family room, like right here. 
um i have a mat like a yoga mat and just like put on a little workout routine on youtube follow along with that little pilates um but for some reason once again uh that just hasn't happened so like there's oh no i scratched my ring that's upsetting i uh there's there's a fine line between like being easy on yourself and not putting too much pressure on yourself and also being lazy and i'm i'm riding that line right now there's a tiny little fly that i could just fucking kill right now stay away from my fucking coffee my instant coffee um more exciting news i ordered some equipment for the podcast so i can have in fingers crossed it you know is it works out and, and i can figure it out and it is what i actually need but to have um guests so i uh i'll be able to like i'll have two mics that uh it's it's i've learned a lot since starting this podcast um just like the technology and editing like the the tech aspect of podcasting and it's been really fun but sometimes whenever I have guests the editing process becomes more of a bitch so I think this stuff that I ordered should help with just like the overall quality of having a guest and um so I'll be able to have guests more frequently because I know it's those are more fun to watch or listen to uh, because you can go back and forth and it's just sometimes can get annoying just listening to my voice which I totally get and I respect um I last week I have therapy every Monday and last week I was talking to my therapist about like my relationship with men and kind of just this like misandry that I hold in my soul and if you don't know what that word means it's basically like um misogyny but for men so it's kind of like that I hate men but like I actually just like think all men are going to inherently disappoint me and they are just like the scum of the earth which honestly is not fair I I came to terms in this session but I wanted to share a couple like a little uh what I learned from from that discussion so basically we determined that like I I don't have a hatred and contempt for all men but it's just the men that I've had experience with so like just like this group of this one group of men I have contempt for because I have experience and evidence and reasoning to have this kind of contempt for. So it's unfair for me to be like, I hate all men. But like, I haven't experienced men in their, like, from 25 to 30 because I've only ever dated, talked to, hooked up with men that were like 19 20 21 22 maybe 23 and they've all been in college and all of these men are you know not they don't know what they want I don't really know what I want 
we're kind of in this boat of like, you know, I'm kind of just fucking around. And she gave this analogy of it being like a pond. And in the the pond that I can maybe not loathe, but I have a reasoning to have like this contempt for is like college age guys. And this pond is kind of just like a catch and release. You know, you you find a guy and it, it's like a, it's a murky pond. And, you know, you're allowed to um, just assume that it's a catch and release fish because the I and I have, you know, reasoning to believe this, that a majority of them are just, you know, it's just kind of they're not going to like hang around too long. It's kind of just like setting the expectations pretty low for this pond. And it's it's a catch and release pond. Now, there are other ponds with groups of men that I have not fished in. For example, you know, the young professionals, the men who just graduated and are starting to take their life seriously. And I have not dabbled in that pond. So I can't say that I hate them because I haven't had experience with them. Are they still probably going to disappoint me? Possibly. But I can't know that for sure until I've dabbled. And so this pond is not as murky. It's a little bit clearer, but it's still like a beware. It, they might have, you know, some catch and release fish in there, but there might be some catch and keep and take care of for a little while. Have has have as a little pet. And so, um, and then there's other ponds that are like, you know, the dad pond. Like I, I love my dad and he, I think he's awesome. And there are other men his age that I also, you know, they're thumbs up. I love them. Like my, my family members who are that age. And that pond, I'm not going to fish in because I'm not trying to like, you know, I'm not actively looking to date 55-year-old men. However, it's still a pond of fish slash men that I like respect and that I know are good people. So at the end of the day... um, I just wanted to share this wisdom if you ever kind of have that same prejudice that I can sometimes hold against men that it's like I I have this experience with men in a certain age group slash pond where um, I have gotten hurt and I have reason to kind of not have hatred towards them but kind of you know not really be fond of because I just have you know a lot of evidence to feel that way but for the other ones you know I can't have this prejudice just because a group of murky immature fish that uh ruined my entire perception of men and that's not fair for the other good ones so that's just some uh advice slash wisdom that me and my therapist came up with thought that would be very helpful maybe for some of you who were in the same boat as me um next up on my list and sorry today's episode is kind of just like I just wanted to talk I mean there's like a there's you know there's a there's gonna be a bulk that I'll talk about later but 
I mean, you saw the title of the episode, so we'll get into it later, but a few other things. I have a couple bones to pick. Um, first up, Maddie Healy. He's been the talk of the town recently because he is just on his worst behavior. And I was listening to, once again, TMG's podcast, but it was with Brittany Broski. And they were talking about it. And they were saying how, like, or Brittany was kind of explaining why Maddie Healy is out here, like, making out with his fans. Um, and she said, and she was, I mean, Cody and Noel were just, like, it was really Noel, but just, like, you know, hounding on her, giving her a hard time. She was fighting her for her life. But she was just saying that, like, Maddie Healy, there's this kind of, I don't know, thing within the fandom that, you know, years ago, prime 1975 uh, era, like that Tumblr era in 2013, 2014, 15, um, when Maddie Healy was like drugged up, alcoholic, drug addict, and he would just like be fucked up on stage and be making out with his fans, like no age check, you know, things of that nature. And it's like that era is nostalgic for a lot of his fan base so now he's he's clean and and uh from drugs at least and so she said that he's doing it kind of like as a bit now because it's nostalgic because that's what he used to do so he'll she said he like goes up on stage and like you know pretends to be drunk I think or like does get drunk but not like as fucked up and like now he makes out he still is like making out with his fans and like just being a little nasty boy for nostalgia purposes this is what she has said okay i'm just repeating it and but now he does age checks whatever i just and apparently he's aware of his cringe but i mean i just i can't get by it I saw one video of him sucking on a fan's thumb and I, it just didn't do it for me. Even if Harry Styles did that, and I, I love Harry Styles and I find him not cringy and I find him extremely attractive and I respect him as an artist. Even if Harry Styles was like at the barricade at a concert where his fans are and they're letting like he's letting his fans touch him caress his face and he goes and sucks on one of their thumbs that's that is not gonna be attractive for me it's not even just because I don't find Maddie Healy attractive it could be any artist and I'll be like what the fuck are you doing you know how nasty those little fingers are it's weird and I don't care if he's doing it like as a bit and as a joke it's not no one I just it just isn't doing it for me and it makes me sick in my in my stomach I wake up in the morning and I realize Maddie Healy is still out there sucking on people's thumbs and making out with random fans and like undressing himself on stage and touching himself and just I don't care if it's a bit I could care less because regardless of who's doing it even if it's Harry Styles it's not doing it for me so, sorry if any of you are Maddie Healy stands, but this is not a safe space for Maddie Healy stands. It is for Harry Styles and Taylor Swift fans, though. 
And lastly, I have a bone to pick with the general population, aka right-handed people. I'm a lefty. I'm a left-handed person. Um, and it is an extreme struggle on a level none of you bitches will ever understand unless you're a lefty. I want to or I would honestly predict that like 98% of you listening right now are right-handed. Now there might be some of you who are left-handed, which hi, how are you? Are you doing okay today? Because everything that I encounter on this fucking planet is made for a right-handed person. Doors are made made for right-handed people. Fridge doors the way they pull out, made for right-handed people. Um, scissors, that's what struck this idea in my head. I'm like trying to open up something. I was trying to open up my instant coffee packet. And it just, I mean, I, I, I'm used to it. This is nothing new. But it's just, it really, uh, excuse me, it pisses me off. Everything is made for right-handed people and I'm so sick of it. Even like... I mean, I guess I could flip it around, but the way I have a little lamp that I just thrifted and the little uh, pulley thing to turn it on and off is on the right side. And you could say, oh, we'll just flip it around. But no, then the the wire that plugs into the wall is going to be in the front and that's not how it's supposed to be. So yeah, it was designed for right-handed people. And it's just... It's little things like that, guys, that really just fucking make me want to punch a wall or throw a chair in some random woman's face. Um, all right, now to the more, uh, determined topics, aka, um, my dating horror stories. I feel like this is a great, um, kind of head nod to valentine's day coming up uh, i haven't been on like that many dates in my time because for a, a long time um i was just in like a relationship like long relationships in in high school beginning of college and in college no one ever wants to take you on a date because they don't want a relationship but i have been on a couple in in recent years and I wanted to share them with you because I hate first dates. I really do. But it's just like the the way first dates can go is insane. Because I'm going to give you a couple of examples as to how bad they can go. I mean, they can go, they could have gone worse. But were they great? No. Um, <clears throat> so, I went on a date once. And we were there. We were... We had grabbed some coffee. And we were there for about, like, a little over two hours. And I had already been friends with this guy. And I don't know if he listens to these podcast episodes, so this is going to be really awkward. Um, But I'm not going to name names in any of these, obviously. But we were there for about two hours. 
and I'm like I was already friends with him and I kind of you know already knew him but he asked me out on on this date I was like sure why not we get there and and first of all he doesn't pay for my coffee um and I was like okay interesting but um I'll just go with it and then we sit down and we're talking and I won't go into details but the reason this date stood out to me was because we were there for about two hours but within those two hours in total I probably talked for maybe seven minutes of it (laughs) and I'm a talker um but I mean, I feel like on a first date, I feel like by hour one, you would kind of catch yourself. Even if it's nervous talking, I feel like by hour one, you should maybe calm down a little bit and realize like, oh shit, you know, I've been talking a lot. Like, I'm going to let her talk. Um, And it was a miracle when he would ask me a question. I was like, holy shit, he like remembers I'm here and that I have the ability to talk. (laughs) Um, And no hate to him. I, I, we're just better off being friends and we already discussed that but uh, I just it kind of like segues into another story of like I went to uh well the first date was we went to go get sushi and that was fine um but here's the thing with like first dates that involve eating it's like you can talk you talk while the other person eats when that person you know wants to talk I'll start eating so then it's just like a back and forth thing and it's very obvious but I mean, I got free sushi, so it was fine, but that just, that story I just told kind of just reminded me of when the end of this kind of situationship with the guy I went to go get sushi with, um, he was just like, he was not from America. I mean, he lived here, but he grew up, um, in a different country in Europe and just culturally not, didn't align And I'm, like, on the phone with him. I think I might have talked about this before, but, like, just kept talking over me. Wouldn't let me speak. Um, I'm on the phone with him at this time, and I'm driving fucking raging. And I'm not a screamer, not a yeller. But in that moment, I was screaming because I was like, this man isn't letting me talk. And he's talking over me, not standing up for that. So that was a pretty, yeah, that was pretty bad. And I was like, dude, I've known you for about, like, a month and a half, two months. There's no reason we need to be fighting right now. I'm not even, like, officially your girlfriend. So. Um. This one happened many years ago. This was with my high school boyfriend. My first boyfriend, to be specific. And when you're that young, because we started dating in, like, around 8th grade. So we were about 14, 15. And at this time, you know, you're still developing. You're still trying to figure out healthy communication and things of that nature like things that make a relationship healthy and happy and at that age you also don't really know like you don't know you don't know independency because all you know is being dependent like on your family and on your parents I mean it's just like you don't know you don't know how to be alone because you're never alone you live with your parents so this relationship was I mean, we did for a while, but it was like, looking back on it, it was probably, it wasn't really that healthy. Uh, at least for me, it wasn't. 
nothing that he did specifically, but like it just I didn't like who I was whenever I was dating him. Uh, because again, I didn't really know how to be in like a healthy relationship at 15, 16. Um, but one year, um, one of our Valentine's days, we, uh, we had went to dinner and we, uh, we, we fought a decent bit. Um, I liked to pick fights back then, probably still would, but I, I remember being in the car and I was driving because I was a little bit older than him by like a couple of months. So I had my driver's license and we're on our, our way back from dinner and I'm for whatever fucking reason pissed off and uh, we're, oh, I think I wanted him to come over afterwards and he had asked his mom if he was allowed to come over uh, to my house, to my, to my dad's house. And, uh, she said no. And this was a very frequent thing in that relationship. Like his mom was very strict and it drove me crazy because my parents weren't that strict. Like if, you know, if I wanted him to, him to come over, they would typically let him come over. Or if I want to go over there, you know, they would let me go over there. It was honestly just a matter of like, for the longest time a matter of like driving before I could drive it was like picking me up taking me there things like that but like I could drive him I could drive myself it was fine so I like I he asked his mom she said no and now I'm pissed because I didn't get my way and it's also Valentine's Day like what the fuck so I'm pissed we're driving home we're in a fight and I didn't you know want that to end like that so I pull into a parking lot a church parking lot out of all the parking lots, because it was kind of near his house, and we're sitting there, and, like, in my head, I'm like, I want to say something so bad, but I know it is fucked up, and I said to him, I was like, I just, there's just something on my chest, like, I just want to get it off, but I just, it's so mean, and this and that, well, eventually I said it, and this is what I said, I, I looked him in the eyes, and I said, this relationship is so frustrating and isn't working because your mother ruins everything. <laughs> um, and he was like, wow. And I was like, oh, I, yeah, I definitely shouldn't have said that. Obviously. But he was like, no, just say it, just say it, just say it, just say it. And I was like, okay, fine. Your mom sucks. <laughs> and uh, in hindsight, shouldn't have said that. And it definitely wasn't. His mom, okay, his mom definitely did have some impact on that relationship being, like, not working out very well because there was just, like, no room to, there was just, like, no freedom at all. It was, like, his mom kind of controlled him, which, I mean, at, like, early 16, 15, yes, but it was just, like, I, that just wasn't a concept for me because my parents weren't that strict, so it was just, like, she she did and I meant it with my chest whenever I said it I just couldn't believe that I said it on Valentine's Day to him in my car in a church parking lot so I think I was just doomed from the start with the man upstairs after that one didn't repent it next up I uh I ended up dating this guy but it was very forced because it's like he didn't want a relationship but I did 
uh also on valentine's day just remembering this now this was like two years ago told him i loved him um or i was like you know i don't know i told him i loved him and he was just like i don't think i can get there uh, but i this was the time period where i just like couldn't be alone so i was just like that's eh, fine he's like art like you know i can't really give you that much of my time like i'm busy and i was like that's fine like i settled big time it was that relationship where i was like i'm never allowing myself to settle ever again have i since then slightly but not as bad but so basically this first date um was we went on like a little bit of a hike it wasn't like a full hike but it was you know like walking around um in one of the parks in in town and uh but it was like i mean i was i was breaking up a sweat a bit and uh this was probably i think maybe in september or maybe early october and i uh we had gone we were walking and i was like thinking in my head i'm like what am i doing walking in it was a park it had trails but what am i doing walking in the woods with a man i just met so there was that first i could have easily gotten killed 1000 percent, but i didn't thankfully but i like you know was joking around i was like you know are you gonna kill me he was like no i'm not gonna kill you i was like hmm I don't know how serious to take you because I don't know you, but whatever. So I'm, we get back to his, we go back to his place. Cause he was like, you know, let me make you dinner because on his hinge profile, he, uh, there was a picture of like him and a loaf of bread that he had made. And we had talked previously about how he likes to cook and things like that. So I'm like, okay, sure. Uh, you didn't kill me in the woods. Maybe you'll kill me in your apartment, but he had a roommate. So I was like, you know, whatever. So I was just crossing my fingers. I've really dodged death a couple of times in my, in my dating experiences. So we get back to his place. Meanwhile, um, I want to preface or I want to emphasize that I'm sweating my cock off right now. Not right now, but like when we were going on this little hike, I wasn't prepared to sweat that much and I was a I'm a sweater for my friends who know me they know that I like am just constantly hot typically not right now because I'm sitting next to my freezing cold window but it is I'm even if in the slightest warmth outside and I'm doing any physical movement outside I'm gonna sweat so I'm already sweating sweating off my makeup I'm a little stinky um he was stinky the entire relationship though so it wasn't that big of a deal um I know that's just that is something I never want to unpack and we get back to his place um he's making dinner and I should have ran for the hills whenever I saw this I opened up his door um I think I had a jacket and I was gonna put my jacket in his room I opened up the door his first of all his room is like not it's like the size of a closet and in his room contained a closet that was a hole in the wall a keyboard piano a tiny little desk and in the middle of it was a mattress on the floor with a fitted sheet 
two flat pillows and a raggedy blanket. <laughs> and in that moment, I should have known that relationship was never going to work out and that I also was very likely about to get murdered. Um, and also just like walked on. Thankfully, I didn't get murdered, but I did. I did get taken advantage of with my niceness and I settled. So should have seen that one coming. But here's the thing. Here's to play devil's advocate. I, he told me, you know, he, he bakes bread. He likes to cook. He likes hiking. He loves reading. He looked like Andy Samberg for fuck's sake. And, and he fostered cats and I'm like green flags all around. You know, this man has no red flags. No, you know, he was a nice guy, intelligent, did like to foster cats, did like to bake bread. He was just emotionally unavailable, which you do need emotional availability to have a relationship. I later found out. So if you didn't know that already, I'm telling you now. Um, I just overall blocked out a lot of memories from, you know, my previous relationships as a, like, defense mechanism to protect my heart and brain. So, <clears throat> yeah, whatever. Um, I, which I've talked about before have anxiety like diagnosed anxiety but growing up I it wasn't fully you know I didn't have a ma- like a grip on it so I I had a, a really long time period where I had bad car anxiety like going and driving in a car whenever it was dark outside was my arch nemesis so with my first this is this involves my first boyfriend this isn't really like a date I mean, I guess it is, but it's not like a first date. And I, uh, we were at homecoming, homecoming dance. I think this was like maybe freshman year of high school. And I am, or maybe it was, yeah, no, I I think, yeah, it was freshman year. So I'm like, uh, it's the end of the night and we're all going home. His mom or his dad, uh, was going to come pick us up and and this is like it was like a solid 40 minute drive from our house or like where we lived and I don't know why I you know oh I think my mom couldn't come pick me up my mom and dad couldn't and so they drove us there and then his parents were picking us up and you know the typical high school can't drive yet relationship and so I I'm like, at the end of the night, I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, this, it's starting to happen. I'm having a panic attack. And, um, it was just like, I, I, we were there. We were there for probably two hours because I could not get into his parents' car. I had to have my dad or my mom leave wherever they were to come get me. I, and his parents had showed up like to pick us up and I was like I cannot get in that car sorry I cannot get in that car I was fine with like my mom or my dad driving but like I was just like the worst person to date 
in middle school and high school, like eighth grade, eighth grade to 11th grade, I was not someone you would want to date. Um, and I know that I'm very, very, very self-aware about it. Um, and then, uh, this was with the same boyfriend. I dated him for a really long time. Um, but this was towards the end of the relationship and he, uh, he has a lot of siblings and, uh, I was talking to his older sister who was pregnant at the time and I was, I still can't believe I did this. We were, uh, walking around their neighborhood and, um, she had, he has like 50 trillion nieces and nephews and I am, uh. I'm talking to her and we're walking around and she was talking about like baby names that she was thinking of and we were kind of just like you know I was kind of shooting out some names and uh nothing like too serious and she was like oh what if I named it this and I cannot remember the name but it was like it was a you know it wasn't a name that was like cute like I, I just remember it being like a like a name you would name like an old man or something um and I didn't like it and I thought she was joking and I was like oh god no and she was like oh no I was like seriously considering that one and I was like oh my god because I, I like flat out was like oh no that's a bad name and she was like oh well I was like you know really considering that one and I was like, oh, 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 okay. Um, I mean, it was, yeah, I mean, like, that's, yeah, that's good. I don't know if she, if she ended up naming it that, but, like, in that moment, I wanted to take a knife and rip all of my skin off piece by piece, lay it out for it to turn into jerky by the sun. So, if you ever <clears throat> find yourself in an awkward position like that, just know I understand your pain. And um, just know it could be worse. You know, you, uh, you could get murdered on a first date. Please don't ever take, like, don't ever do what I did. I thank God I didn't get murdered, but just know I could have easily. I was alone in the woods with this man there were some passerbyers but like still I mean it was broad day but still at the end of the day not smart on my part sorry mom if you're listening um easily could have gotten kidnapped but we don't do that anymore no longer doing hike first dates so but that's it that's all I got for you guys today um thank you for listening or watching whatever you're doing uh you can uh follow this pod wherever you're listening to it turn on the notifications for whenever I upload which is every Tuesday you can follow the pod on Instagram at argue with the wall but the width is a W and um that's about it so I'll uh, talk to you guys next week bye